All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of The Music Podcast. We are at Studios 301 in Sydney. My guest today, Tobias from Ghost. Dude, welcome to Sydney. Welcome to Australia. It's so good to have you back. Thank you. Uh, Ghost have performed, correct me if I'm wrong, just one sideshow in Brisbane, right? Uh, on this tour, you mean? Yeah. Yes, we did yeah. one. I almost said sideshow, but yeah, that, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> uh, we did one uh, uh, in, in, in with what we're usually doing nowadays. It's uh, It was a very small, intimate show, mm. uh, which was great. Played at the Tivoli in Brisbane. Yeah. And uh, it was packed. Extremely hot. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. You got a download in Sydney and Melbourne to go. Yes. Have you checked this lineup out? I have. Um, it's looking good. Mm. I think it's cool. I mean, it, it went slight setback. Ozzy pulled out. Yeah. Poor guy. Yes. But I think just the Slayer will now play like a 90-minute set. Um, so, yeah. Just Priest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now sort of headlining with, with Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a pretty stacked lineup. Um, but you guys have had a hell of a, a 2018 and, and start to the year, obviously. Uh, prequel, yeah. of course, nominated for a Grammy. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, how's the reception been since the album's dropped? Um, phenomenal. Mm. It's been, yeah, it's been um, rising ever since. It's been, I mean, the tra- trajectory has been just rising for since we started almost Mm. And um, it's one of those where he's like, "Oh, can we push it even further?" Yeah. Um, but then you, you know that you get reminded also that uh, we've spent so much time touring America, we've spent so much time touring Europe, um, and uh, because of various reasons, Australia, for example, has been one market that we've been. We've been uh, we've been not we've not been here for five years, mm. which uh, five years. Yeah, five years. Wow. Ago. So uh, which, uh, you know, I feel terribly bummed about really happy to be back. Um, but it's very much like a, uh, it's a little bit of a, a, um, a, a break in, in, in where we where we were at just a few weeks ago mm. because we just finished um, essentially an arena run in in uh, Europe, um, you know, with full production, playing two hours, 40 minutes with bombs and stage and lights and effects and mm. like five trucks of stuff. And and now like, oof, just go into the Tivoli and just like the smallest <laughs> stage we've played in like years. Yeah. And um, I am generally not a big fan of playing festivals. Okay. Um, Socially, it's really cool because you get to meet a lot of people and you have friends everywhere. And uh, in this case, we're sort of rekindling our relationship again with the Australian crowd, which is really cool, really nice. I'm really happy about that. But I'm really looking forward to when we can come back and do our the real thing mm. at some point. Do you know when that will be? I have no idea, but believe me we're working on it yeah. because it's um we have fine-tuned the show so much over these fa- five years since we were here last i guess that was the reminder like you know when you come here like five years what did we do last time we were here oh that was on the that was an emphysticum record mm. that was even before meliora which you know which was the big last record yeah. and so there's so much um catching up to do yeah I've, I've kind of seen footage from the north the north american run mm. and it is it's almost like a stage show 
Um, and I know particularly with, with your character, the Cardinal, mm. um, you've, you've said in, in an interview before that, um, you know, growing up, you kind of looked up to people like Alice Cooper and Dee Snyder and Nikki Six. Mm. Is that who you're trying to emulate? Your mm. own version of that, I mean? Um, with Nikki. As far as, uh, as, far as creating essence, a character. Yeah. essence of it being like creating a character mm. that's sort of over the top from beyond. Yes. Mm. Um, I guess out of the out of the persons that you've mentioned, I guess it's mostly Alice Cooper as, as, in, as in being like uh, <laughs> sort of a creepy man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously it's extremely influenced by Alice Cooper and and uh kiss and and uh even you know david bowie and um without trying to like being exactly like mm. either one of king diamond of course yeah um it's just the idea of having i mean he's supposed to be a character that sort of falls somewhere in between um dracula and and jack clouseau mm. <laughs> How do you kind of put these characters together? Because I know you've said before as well, like you don't want to interview the car- the the cardinal because you know you wouldn't interview Han Solo, right? Um, when you're putting these characters together, like do you kind of create this backstory in your head of who they are? Um, in this in this day and age, we there's more of a backstory than there was earlier mm. because. Um, <laughs> it wasn't as fine-tuned nowadays you know we because of the lack of normal communication over the years we've had to present a story you know originally when when ghost was something in my head i was working on the first record um i was i had the idea that we were gonna we're not gonna do any interviews at all um then reality hit and was like, well, a lot of magazines want to interview you. If we want, if we want to sell any records, you need to do that. Like, okay. And then you had to like come up with some sort of, um, you know, way of, of, of uh, modus operandi to how to, to maneuver with the media. And then that sort of gradually went from something super mystic and, and weird and very hard to handle to me basically talking like this, but sort of masked. And as that that sort of was pushed out as well, and now it's like some sort of in between, where four records later, eight years of 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 a presence in the media, all of a sudden there is a story. Mm. So we have two sort of parallel stories: one being the real one, and one being uh, more the conceptual one, mm. which. Um, is kind of confusing for everyone, I guess, <laughs> myself included. Yeah, I'm when sorry, it, I have something in my eye here. That's why I'm that's like okay. doing. Can we weird... fix the aircon, please, for God's sake? It's fine. Mm. Where do you where do you see this this character going? You know, let's talk in Ghost Six album, seventh album. Do you foresee a whole new character? Do you see, um, I guess, where do you see Ghost as a whole and your character? Um. I have a vague idea of what's what's in store, um, and um, I mean it, it. It's gonna change um, over the years. To to I mean to whatever extent will will be around. Um, 
but right now I, I you know that the plan if everything goes according to plan we're hoping for um cardi to um, be strong enough and cool enough to possibly do something that no one none of the previous ones have done and that's basically to do two mm. cycles okay um which i just find interesting because each of the other ones you've you've sort of met when they've already accomplished their thing like mm. they're already accomplished there's no story mm. um whereas this time around you you sort of uh he's presented very al dente there's a little bit of chewing resistance you know and and that not even i liked him to begin with you didn't even like him no but now i can't wait to see him sort of hopefully uh accomplish these things and i you know i really look forward to possibly seeing him in a skull paint mm. and a real papal attire you got like a whole outfit for this in the head as well don't you Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many things in terms of the production and the show that I think we, I think that with the with the big shebang that we're doing now in that we we just did in Europe and that we're gonna do in the U.S. in the fall and and in Europe and hopefully here again, um, we've taken the show. It's starting to look a little bit like what I had in mind, mm -hmm. but we're still not there. You know, what's missing? Oh, there's a lot of theatrical gags that I we're, we haven't been able to do yet. Yeah, uh, and that you know it t takes time. It takes a lot of <laughs> takes a lot of moolah. Yeah, and you know, so you need to have a lot of faith, a lot of patience, and um, you know. But that's the that's the fun the fun bit of it. I th I think that's what I like mm. personally about it. Like. Pushing, pushing. Musically, uh, I guess, thinking for the next record, do you see yourself pushing more? Because, you know, there were some people who were shocked that you had a, a sax solo mm -hmm. on this album. Mm. Um, I know you said, like, you, I think you did an interview where you said that, like, why wouldn't we have a sax solo? Um, people were freaked out about that. Musically, do you see yourself just continue to push the envelope more and more? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's trumpets and horns, and uh, but of course, I I I, I don't want to stagnate. I I want to again push it forward, mm. and I want to. For me, like it's funny how when when uh, there's I I get asked repeatedly about like the provoking elements of of the band. Obviously, I think the obvious. Uh, thing about the band that would be provo prov provocative or shocking would be, I guess, the religious elements of it. But funnily enough, that the, if if you look online, what I what I assume to be the most provocative, according to the stats, is basically Puritan hard rockers who like have a problem with a thing like a sax solo, mm. which for me is like so typically rock and roll. I don't even understand why a sax solo on a record like ours is so unthinkable mm. because for me it's like don't you like old school rock and roll like don't you like bruce springsteen don't you like stones don't mm. you like fucking you know it's like <laughs> how could it be so unthinkable yeah there must be this assumption though like when you are a metal band or a hard rock band that you have to there's a certain path you're on 
Yeah. You can't come back from that. And if you do, you're either a sellout or you're changing your sound completely. Mm. But I mean, with this album, I think you've kind of proved or shut them all down basically. So my advice, which you'll take obviously, would be keep going. Do it again. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, I love that moment. It's, and it's like a, a really nice moment on the record and it's a fantastic moment in the show. And um, I think that, that that one might be one thing that I guess sets me apart from some other artists that I'm extremely show oriented. I'm very focused on the the concept of of delivering a rock show that is supposed to be super entertaining. Mm. I want people to to laugh and cry and be euphoric of of entertainment. You know that I want them to be ecstatic when they they see us um and um so for me it's natural to sort of add stuff like that 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 i guess could be perceived as over the top mm. stuff but i never foresaw that it was going to be regarded as so yeah. unorthodox yeah can you think of anything that you have seen recently whether it be music or theater whatever it may be where you where you're like that that is exactly what i'm what we're going for like as far as theatrics, as far as gags and laughs and tears, is there anything that you've seen? We that's it. Ah, uh, uh, good question. Uh, I mean, a few years ago, I had a moment like this. I've already spoken about this at 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 at, at points, so it's I, I'm not sure if I keep repeating myself here, but I definitely, from a musical point of view, I had that when I when uh, Daft Punk had their their latest record out five mm-hmm. years ago. That was one of those moments where it's like, this is like the best record done in modern time. Um, that inspired me a lot. I mean, for the last two records, I've said that my main inspirations, um, without trying to mimic those records, like I'm not trying to make a record that sounds like that. It's more tapping into the the mind frame, like how to make records. It's been three black albums and it's Back in Black, the black album with Metallica and uh, the Daft Punk record. Yeah. Because they represent such brilliance and determination and like a band that completely understands what is needed in this point in your career you just lost your singer Mm. you need to make the biggest record of your career not only that how about making one of the biggest records in the entire history of rock all right and they make fucking back in black yeah and it's that record sounds like it's just a band jamming, but it's so worked through. It's so smart. It's so extremely um, genius in all its sort of like funny lyrics and, mm. and, and all that. But it's the same thing with the Black Album. It's also like that's a band that understands that in order for us to take this big step, we need to do bold moves. And I think the same thing with Daft Punk. It's like extremely insp- inspirational. And um, and I keep returning to those, like looking at those just like, that's my ambition to 
make a Just black an record. ACDC <laughs> meets Metallica meets Daft Punk record. Seems yeah. easy enough. You got a lot of work to do. Yes. <laughs> Tobias, thanks so much, man. I'm getting the wrap up call, so we'll leave it there. Good luck with download. Um, and we hope to see you guys back here very soon. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it.